Hey, hey, welcome back to The Ox and the Rat. I'm your host, The Ox. And I'm The Rat. All right, what's going on with you? Not much. I've been looking at apartments. I'm hoping I don't have to move again for the seventh time. But, uh, yeah, they're going to raise the price, so it just depends on how much they raise the price. What, seventh time in how many years again? Seven years. Technically, it's five apartments, but I've moved my items to my girlfriend's house twice to save money during the summer. Wow. Yeah, so you're, you don't need to move that often. You're just being frugal. Well, two was frugal, and then the other ones, um, yeah, wanted to move. I kind of had to move. <laughs> well... My world, things are changing rapidly. Yeah, got a huge promotion. I'm super happy about that. Um, uh, yeah, I got to make some decisions about, you know, what to do about, like, other jobs I've had. Am I quitting those? Am I keeping them? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a good thing, but it's still mo problems. Mo money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. More money. That's really the key part. More money, more problems. Biggie had it right. So do you have a uh, a fable lined up for us today? Do, do indeed. Pardon my clicking here. There we go. All right. Are you ready? I am. All right. <clears throat> this one's called The Frogs Who Wished for a King. The frogs were tired of governing themselves. They had so much freedom that it had spoiled them, and they did nothing but sit around croaking in a bored manner and wishing for a government that could entertain them with the pomp and display of royalty and rule them in a way to make them know they were being ruled. No milk and water government for them, they declared. I haven't heard that expression before. No milk and water government for them, they declared. So they sent a petition to Jupiter, asking for a king, Jupiter being God. Jupiter saw what simple and foolish creatures they were, but to keep them quiet and make them think they had a king, he threw down a huge log, which fell into the water with a great splash. The frogs hid themselves among the reeds and grasses, thinking the new king to be some fearful giant, but they'd soon discovered how tame and, peace and peaceable King Log was. In a short time, the younger frogs were using him for a diving platform, while the older frogs made him a meeting place where they complained loudly to Jupiter about the government. To teach the frogs a lesson, the ruler of the gods now sent a crane to be king of Frogland. The crane proved to be a very different sort of king from old King Log. He gobbled up the poor frogs right and left, and they soon saw what fools they had been. In mournful croaks, they begged Jupiter to take away the cruel tyrant before they should all be destroyed. How now, cried Jupiter, are you not yet content? You have what you asked for, and so you have only yourselves to blame for your misfortunes. Hmm. I've heard this one before, actually. Really? Yeah. But I don't remember the moral, but I assume the moral is appreciate what you have 
That's it. Or you're going to get something worse. <laughs> I love that he threw down a log. He's like, here's a god. Here's your king. Here's a log. Uh, he, yeah, it's this one's... I love the story. The moral is very different than what I would have expected. So you tell me if this makes sense. Be sure you can better your condition before you seek to change. Hmm. <laughs> Be sure you can better your condition before you seek to change. So the last half makes sense because they were seeking change constantly. But the first part, I'm not sure. Be sure you can better your condition. So, ah, here's another way of rephrasing it. Be sure there's something better before asking for something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking like... um you know, be the change. Be the first. change you want to see. Yes. So if you wanted to have some ruling government, then, you know, somebody could step up and do it. Hmm. You know, this reminds me of a famous quote, usually attributed to Churchill. Uh, so I'll assume it's correct and attributed to him correctly. Um, so he, he often, he would complain that, you know, Democracy is the worst form of government um, before any of the others or something like that. No, I really want to know. Let me see this. Church, Churchill on democracy. But anyway, it's the, the essence of it. Yeah, there are many forms of government have been tried and will be tried in this world of sin and woe. No one pretends that democracy is perfect or all wise. Christ. There it is. This is, a, this is a shorter one. Democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others. Yeah, right. True, I think, in many ways. Some people would disagree. So, mm. democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others. And these, these frogs were like, oh, we need a government. No, we don't like this government. <laughs> you end up with something worse. That has so many parallels to today. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds like uh, a lot of people today. Hmm. Yeah, right. Be careful what you wish for. If you're, especially if you're a Republican, a pro-Trump Republican, like it's it's stunning, right? Like people are complaining that they that they want somebody back who went against almost every tenet of democracy. And what I think what's really impressive about the whole thing that we often forget is that somehow the system worked to check that demagogue. So. What would have happened if the government had be if the government structures had been like a little bit weaker, right? That's what happens in in failed states all the time, all the time. You know, strong man comes to power. You know, he wins by popular majority, wins it. You know, rightfully wins an election. Next thing you know, he's an autocrat. That's you know partially the the story of what happened in Nazi Germany. So, yep. Let's say that storming of the Capitol happened while he was in power. Mm-hmm. Take over. Who knows? Well, it did, right? That's a scary thing. He well, was still technically in power. Yeah, that's true. But it actually worked. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean like if it had actually resulted in overthrowing the government? I suppose. Or just a, a time when maybe he wanted a certain bill passed or whatever and they all stormed in 
Yeah, well, it's not much different than what actually happened or what he was trying to accomplish, you know, because the Democrats stand for at least well, appear to stand for a lot of things that Republicans believe in, quote unquote, believe in what they're told to believe. Yeah, yeah scary stuff, man. Um, I remember living. Have you you've lived in places we've talked about this before that aren't Democratic, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, me too. So what's your impression? I mean, I think another important thing is that a lot of people haven't experienced anything other than democracy. So, you know, it's like, well, democracy is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like the grass isn't always greener. <laughs> so what's your perspective on that? Uh, from the day to day perspective, it's really not all that bad. Mm -hmm. It's actually in some cases it's better. Yeah. Um, in others, it's worse. You do feel probably, uh, well, at least I did feel more stifled by what you could say uh, out loud, <laughs> even around, sometimes you get paranoid, like around a microphone or a phone or what you type, things like that. Those things can all be monitored and they are in, in the States as well. We figured that out through Snowden, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, there's not really a ton of action coming off of those. Whereas uh, in the place that I lived, uh, you could definitely get reprimanded, and people do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I've felt it. Uh, I've had my run-ins. It's like you said, right? It's great some ways. You know, things get done. There's... I like to, I remember there's no talk of politics, at least among mm -hmm. expats, wherever I lived. And that maybe that's just being an expat. So that was nice. It's pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, very. very safe. Yeah, I've got a frog in my throat. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is. And then it, and then when it, ex except when it touches you, and then you're like, oh shit, like this is very different. This is kind of scary. And yeah, when, when it touches, when you have, when like the, the veil is, is taken off for even for fractions of a second, you realize how, how serious things are and you know, how lucky you are to be an expat where you're treated differently and how other people, you know, people who live there don't have the same experience that you do. So, yeah, I'm very glad to have that perspective. And I think it's, yeah, it's exactly like you said. Better every day in general, and except for the exceptions, I guess. Mm -hmm. Once it starts creeping in close to you, it's mm. uh, not great. Yeah, I know uh, that's been the case for some old friends of mine who are living in other parts of the world where, you know, there have been... Uh, flashes of violence and, you know, occasional like rioting or, uh, protests against foreigners. Like that's pretty scary stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it doesn't help that we're so extremely, uh, visible. Well, me, I am being such a, being a, a white Caucasian. I, I, yeah. I, you know, literally stick out like mm -hmm. a sore thumb. So, and they'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
they'll remind you a lot in different ways that they, different names that they have for you. Some, some of which I find offensive, but so be it. Um, what do you think about democracy then? If you're saying, well, let's go back and going back into this. So they had a log. The log was great. The log gave them things. I don't know what the problem, their beef with the log was anyways. I think it was boring. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it provided a little like place to play. It provided a little talking area, but nothing, nothing too great. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. Um, and then what the result was something worse. So what do you think about, is that, is that an analogy for democracy? You know, you've got the older frogs made the log meeting place to complain about the younger, the younger frogs made it a place to play. I don't know. Is that an example of democracy or? I think it's, uh, well, there wouldn't have been democracy back then. So I suppose it's a ruler in general, like you have your king or whatever. And that the first, that king was good. And then, you know, maybe they're overthrown or die and. Maybe it was a boring king. Not a whole much, a whole lot happened. No wars. Mm. Not much going on back in the day. But uh, then you realize that oh, that's a good thing. But if you think about it in terms of democracy, I guess it's it's just like a person you want in or don't. You're like, okay, say for example, a liberal leader. Like, oh, this guy sucks. He's boring. No, nothing's happening. Like a Stephen Harper, maybe. He's not mm. liberal, but. Um, and then you get your other one because it always seems to go back and forth. It's like liberal conservative. And then you're like, oh, I guess that guy was okay. Yeah. That's about it. And then the next guy is boring too and also has bad or good policies. I mean, they're all the same, it seems, at least in Canada. Yeah, I think the system makes it so difficult for anybody to be a real uh, reformer, changer, harbinger of change. In, a, in democracies the way they are now. Everybody's so, we talked about it, triggered and tribal, right? So anything that somebody does is bad. Like it, my parents are, are like this. My parents are the old frogs, for sure. You know, especially my dad. <laughs> it's always like, it's like, oh, why can't they do this? Why can't they do, like, yes, like, yeah, but you'd be saying that who, no matter who it was, right? Like <laughs> you're always saying that. Why don't you change it? Like, what can you do? Like, what? It always seems like people, when they get older, and hopefully I'm not going to be like that, people are looking for, they just want to complain about something. So, you know, the old frogs are complaining about King Log. As King Log was tame and peaceable, but, you know, he didn't do this and he didn't do that. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we, this next person is really going to change everything. So we need to, and like protest votes. I, I think that's very common among older people for sure. I know that that happens with my parents and I, I think it's abhorrent. Like why would you, so this happens. Okay. So you do a political test, right? Um, I got my mom to do one, for example. And she comes up like everybody else. Everybody else is left of center. Almost everyone. And, you know, who do you line up with? A liberal or NDP, right? For example, if you're in Canada. And, you know, who did she vote for? 
the exact opposite. I'm like, why? It's like, well, I just wanted a change. Like, so you voted against your own interests just to get a change. That's a stunning leap of faith and like lapse of logic. You know what I mean? Like that actually happened. That is something that happens very frequently too. I think amongst a certain generation. And I don't think that we, that our generation is like that, but although I'm biased, I think that we were a lot more principled, um, definitely a lot more informed in general, um, whether or not we, our principles are correct or true. It's something different, but, uh, yeah, it, it really is the old frogs, man, complaining about everything and just, that's what leads to Trump, right? <laughs> Like, that's why it's such a slippery slope. You know, next thing you know, you've got King Crane and you're wishing you had King Log. I miss old King Log. Is is the current government in Canada King Log? I don't know. But I know that, you know, King Crane is what happens when people make protest votes that are against their own values. Yeah, I think we might get a a more crane-like next leader. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Because that's usually what happens. Just goes back and forth. But with Trump gone, maybe it would be not as extreme. Or did we learn a lesson from that as outsiders saying, holy shit, <laughs> let's, let's, not, uh, let's not be like them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Hopefully, not. but I also think that uh, a lot of those kind of fringe groups got bigger too, like QAnon and those things in Canada, Proud Boys. I don't know how much bigger. It, was pro- it could even be like 10,000 people, which is nothing. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess um, the problem is with that, the like you're saying, there's just not enough action. So there's the benefit. You said mm-hmm. like you can't really do much. You can't be uh, somebody who really changes things because you're going to have one side fighting against every move you make. Yeah. So the the teams is stupid. You got to yeah. work towards a common goal but there is that no helps the country. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. But the goal should be to improve the country, but yeah. And no, it has to be your side that does it. I'll give you a great example. I was talking about this the other day. You're totally right. We've talked about this before, like how, how like, you know, that consolidation and being on a team is like, is great. Working towards a goal is great unless you're diametrically opposed to the goals of the other half of the country. Um, but like, I'll give you an example. I'm from, I'm from Ottawa. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that before, whatever. I'm from Ottawa and like Ottawa is, is the worst for public transport. It's a capital city. It has like, all it has is buses and like you have the via rail. And I remember how annoying those freaking buses are waiting for them. I mean, all the infrastructure and the, and the crowding that happens because buses don't always have their own lane. There's really only one East West highway uh, that runs through the city and it is an east west city running along the Rideau. Um, and like we were supposed to get a light rail and man, light rail is makes so much sense. Subways, 
public transit that isn't buses makes so much sense. Streetcars, stuff like that. And it, it would, would have made perfect sense because the main congestion is east-west or west-east, however you look at it, what part of the day. It just runs parallel. How much are you going to save in CO2 emissions? Blah, blah, blah. And like for decades, we've been talking about it and we barely got any of it done like 20 to 30 years later. I don't know where it's at this point, but I just remember like they get half of it done and then the street and then the, the cars they made didn't fit on the lines. It's like and then a new government would come in. They, they'd cry foul because, you know, oh, this is heritage land and whatever. Like nobody cares about that. Like most people don't care. They just want basic things done. And that's the danger, too. Because nobody gets anything done like we're talking about in a democracy. And that's what leads people to say, oh, to fucking hell with all of it. Just put somebody in who's going to get that goddamn train running. I'm making a Mussolini reference. Sometimes people just want the trains to run on time, man. And I'm not an autocrat. I know as a historian the dangers of that. But I'm just pointing out, like, how does it happen? That's how it happens. Right? We've talked about this before. Get the freaking thing done. Get something done. Like, man. Anyways, there's my rant for the day. Yeah. We're also lacking resources and all that. Like, what, everything just takes years and years. Ugh. Like, just put, put a bunch of manpower on it and get it done. Throw money at it. Hurry up. You're going to save money probably in the end if you do that. Like... How long things take when they drag out, it seems to always cost way more. Yeah, yeah. everything runs over budget. So what's the, what's the point of doing the, the budget in the first place, right? Remember, it was like, and what is it now? Like these these that are our aircraft are now like 10 years behind <laughs> these new jets we're getting. We, we tried to, to set up a shipbuilding industry in Canada from whole cloth. That wasted billions of dollars. Like, Government is so bad at doing certain things, and yet we need them. So all a lot of people are asking for is accountability from government. I know that that's not, it's not always, it's not entirely possible. No company is really truly accountable. But then you look across the ocean, across the pond, whatever, and you see alternatives. You're like, I want that. I don't care who it is. I don't care how they do it. I want that. I just want that to work, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. Canada, man. It really has been such a game changer. I was thinking about it the other day because, like, yeah, I got my promotion. We're talking about, like, reflecting on the long journey it's taken to get from where I was to where I am now. And I was like, what? I miss some things. I really do. I miss, you know, for example, where I used to live, I used to have a scooter. God, I miss my scooter. It was so easy <laughs> to get around. You know what I mean? Like, I, I literally walked out the front door. I didn't need to go into a freaking garage. Sometimes I did, but who cared? I didn't need to close the door, put on the seatbelt, do all this junk. And, like, and you were safe the whole way. You know, you had your own lane for bikes and that. And, man, it was, ex- it was kind of fun, too, because you're on a bike. And it's not a motorcycle, but, like, that, that freedom. And, like, here, like, what does it take to get a freaking... Uh, like a moped oh my god like how many hoops do i need to jump through documents sign 
And you know what? People still get in accidents all the time. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it's frustrating. It's harder living here, but it is that other part too. I know it's predictable. I know that I'm not going to suddenly find myself in in a police station with people screaming and threatening me, for example. That's not going to happen here. But what's but is the trade-off worth it? with all the costs and everything, the challenges of living here, there, it is a real, uh, it, it really is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a trade-off. Log. Yeah, it is, it is a trade-off between the log and the crate. You know? Can- Canada is a total log. <laughs> Canada is a complete log. And uh, some people love it. <clears throat> but yeah, cost of living, transit, oh my God. Transit. Give you an example. Just to get it's you know, you put it in your GPS, it's ten kilometers to get to drive ten kilometers on highways takes me sometimes forty-five minutes. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. (laughs) How is that possible? There's only one highway. Huh? Is there only one highway? No, there's like 75 highways. <laughs> there's so many highways. And yet, it, there's a there's a SciShow on this. I don't know if you watch SciShow or people out there, where they talked about like studies done in Korea where, yeah, or this is before the Korea example I'm going to give, where they, because people are, are, are such lemmings, like, and I am one too. I'd probably do the same. So I'm not saying I'm not a lemming, but like, so to remove congestion, one of the ways is you'd think logically is to add another lane to the highway, but it doesn't work because people just congest those lanes of the highway. Or maybe you add an alternate route off of there or a parallel highway. People just move over to that highway and congest that one. I know that sounds insane, but you check it out. It's SciShow on traffic or something like that. We should probably get show notes at some point. Anyways, so in Korea... They they te- they did some I can't even remember what they did they did something else that was totally that you'd think is totally irrational or, or something like slowing like slowing down the tr- the the speed limit or something and somehow mm-hmm. that resulted in better better traffic yeah like, that's, it's so weird that's true I've heard uh, I knew that I don't know where I saw it maybe like first year university or something like that. I learned about that where if everybody kept at a, let's say, like 40 kilometer pace, especially when it starts to like grind to a halt, it wouldn't, like if the guy in front goes 40 kilometers, behind him all clears up. Yeah. Like if if he leads or whatever. So yeah, I I heard that too. So that's why I'm thinking um, like once we get autonomous vehicles and you can actually like you know, arrange cars to go in a specific way. I mean, there wouldn't really be any gridlock, but that's probably what they will do is they'll just all slow down rather than continue to stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. They're going to go slowly and everybody's, the traffic's just going to flow. Yeah. And couple that with all of like the benefits of, you know, not having those stop starts, like wear and tear, reducing wear and tear on vehicles you know, reducing energy consumption lost in, in just sitting around. Like, 
you, you think about what a what a, what a, what gridlock really is in one way. It's just a giant like coal burning factory, right, or a gas burning factory that's not producing any usable energy, right? It's just wasted energy going into space. It's just a bunch of cars running gasoline, burning gasoline just to stay on. I, yeah. It's really interesting to do mind shifts like that, isn't it? Because like suddenly things become so clear, like that is stunning that that's a thing that we do, mm. you know, that we, we pay money to, to waste money sitting in traffic. To uh, do what? To go yeah. sit in an office and work on a computer, which could be at home, which we're yeah, learning now. Yeah. That's a really good point, man. And something companies are really going to have to face. And please, God, if that's the future, get me out of the black hole of real estate that is this part of the world. Like, yeah, and that's a whole other fable, I'm sure. But by the way, the name of that SciShow is, why is it so hard to fix traffic? SciShow, why is it so hard to fix traffic? There you go. I love it. Super cool. Suggest you watch it. Maybe you'll be like, oh, man, I learned this. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had in uh, in Kelowna, there's one bridge, and there's just nonstop. There's always traffic. Like it's one of those bridges that switches. Like okay, you have two lanes now. You have one lane. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it would constantly just back up uh, all the time. And that happened to me the other day on the highway. Same thing. I was late for work, and uh, there's one stupid. Well three cars hit each other in the, and they just stop in the middle lane. Oh, God. And that's where they wait. I <laughs> that's remember where they wait that. for police. And I then, remember uh, that. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like, we're stuck forever. And then as soon as we got to that, it was just clear. There's nothing after that. It's like nobody can like go around them and just go, like, why that caused so much backlog. <laughs> it's just the same thing. It's like the stop-start. Everybody stops right there. It just like compounds, goes backwards. There is that there is that sweet spot, right? I mean, when it comes to governance. So do we want a king crane or do we want a king log? Well, I don't know. Or maybe we want some kind of animal log, crane log hybrid. <laughs> the crog. Mm -hmm. We want the crog. And the king crog is somewhere in between. I don't know, but... You know, we want, we need regulation, but Jesus, get something done at the same time. Uh, anyways. That's why I think, I still think the uh, AI, you plug mm -hmm. in every single, like, this is what the country needs. This is the money we have. This is, you plug in everything. And then uh, say the two sides come up or the three sides come up with a plan. You feed it into the computer. The computer says, uh, okay, we hybrid these plans or we pick this one or that one because it's the best fit. Or like before you were saying, give uh, generate those options with detail with a detailed analysis pro-con and give that to the voters at that point. Mm -hmm. So then it's sort of like a, a naked uh, like set of choices or, like, or, or not naked, but I mean, you know, I'm like devoid of politics, just... Here are the options. <laughs> like you have, yeah. Vote, vote with your brain, not with your your heart, right? Yeah, this didn't come from any specific. Like nobody knows who it came from. 
You have to say that with a robot voice. This is option one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, All right. Well, here we are. Uh, That was a good one. I like that. (laughs) Let's 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 uh, make some judgments about the the Krog. (laughs) I like the Krog. I'm gonna think about that some more. King Krog. The Krog. I I agree. I kind of see, you know, where you are as as a bit of log, and mine's a a bit of crane. (laughs) Not not a you know crane that eats everything, but at least you know it's a moving Let's yeah see. yeah it's making things happen um yeah yeah be sure you can better your condition before but we're talking about complaining right so like sh- don't complain unless you're sure you you can there's something better out there i feel that that is true and i feel that i have a right to complain as i have today about about what i see wrong with democracy in my part of the world so agreed agreed yeah two thumbs up as well all right two thumbs up agreed as well options good job okay all right well that's great um i hope you're listening out there whoever is and you know give us a rating uh thumbs up thumbs down comments all good and uh thanks for listening yeah. Do you live in a log or a crog or a crane? <laughs> yeah, and if you do live in a crog, uh, what's the real estate market like over there? Yeah, let me know. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.